Salvation Church is also remembering today, as churches are across the country, of what we call now Sanctity of Human Life Sunday. So we're going to spend just a couple minutes on this. I found this photo on the internet this week in preparation for this time. This is uh, in East London around 1920. It's kind of an interesting photo. It looks like these babies are for sale, right? But they're not, in case that's what you're thinking. Um, What's going on here is uh, these beautiful children are all bundled up a cold day in East London. And they're uh, from an orphanage, from the Homeless Children's Aid and Adoption Agency. And I I like this lady in the background behind the sign. Can you you see her? She's like ducking her head. I think she's a nun maybe. And she's like looking at the photographer. And these other ladies are smiling. And they're they're pinning a sticker. Uh, You don't pin a sticker, right? They're sticking a sticker on this man's coat who's made a donation for these orphans. There is a long history in our civilization since the fall of unwanted babies and children. And throughout history, many of them have ended up in orphanages like this, cherished and loved because they are made, every human being, babies uh, in the womb, out of the womb, the elderly, every human being is made in the image of God. And I, I like this picture because it reminds me of the importance of every life And today, uh, we utilize adoption and foster homes and a variety of other things for for children that, for whatever reason, are unwanted or unable to be cared for by their parents. But we don't have this dynamic going on so much anymore. I'm wondering, I'm just going to ask for a show of hands, has anyone, maybe say, I'm going to restrict it to the last 40 years, has anyone since 1980, is that 40 years? I wasn't a math major, I think, is that 40? Uh, Um... Has anyone been to an orphanage in the United States in the last 40 years? Has anyone? A couple people have. So two, two or three people have. So th- these, these are rare. These are very rare things. And they're rare because we very commonly, as a culture, deal with unwanted children in a different way today. And it is a way that is very heavy on our souls and on our hearts and is front and center today. This is, of course, the way of abortion. And I want to speak in a loving and compassionate way for just a few minutes from God's word, and then we're going to have someone from Sierra Pregnancy and Health come up here in just a moment. But I want you to look with me on the screen at Zechariah 7, 9, and 10. It says this. This is what, this is what the Bible says. This is what the Lord Almighty says. Administer true justice. Show mercy and compassion to one another. Do not oppress the widow or the fatherless, the alien or the poor. In your hearts, do not think evil of each other. See, in our hearts, there is naturally evil. And we, we naturally don't care for certain categories of people. And back in Zechariah's day, and, and even through the New Testament, these categories are repeated. These four categories that are in this text that I've put in green here that I've highlighted, they're referred to as the quartet of the vulnerable, widows, the the fatherless, another word for that would be motherless, or the orphans, those who are unwanted or unable to be cared for, the alien, another word for that would be immigrants, 
People who come from a foreign land into your country and they're very vulnerable and the poor. God's word is very strong, not just in Zechariah, not just in the Old Testament, but throughout the scriptures on not oppressing, but showing mercy and compassion. So in Sanctity of Human Life Sunday, part of what we're doing is zeroing in on this second category of the quartet of the vulnerable, the, 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 the quartet of those who need mercy and compassion, the fatherless and the motherless. And in our day today, many of them... <clears throat> They do not have any opportunity to speak. They do not have an opportunity to to get to, to this phase right here. And so that is why we have Sanctity of Human Life Sunday. To speak on their behalf because God's word calls us to this ministry of justice and mercy for the quartet of the vulnerable. So I want to go to one other passage and speak to you from it, because God's word is very specific on this. In fact, turn in your Bibles or your devices briefly to Proverbs 24, if you have them ready. Proverbs 24, verse 11. It says this, rescue those being led away to death. Hold back those staggering toward slaughter. This is strong language, church. This is an imperative, a command. The verb is rescue them. The idea here in Proverbs 24, as the Holy Spirit inspired this text, is that in the generations to come, there are going to be times where human beings are being taken out and being slaughtered. And it is up to the people of God, to you, to me, to rescue them. Hold them back. We, according to God's word, are responsible for this. Christians are responsible to rescue those in mortal danger. God knew that there would be various seasons in history, various times in history, both past and future, where this is going to be the case. And so we're called to do this. But he goes on. Look at the text in verse 12. But if you say... The Holy Spirit inspired this proverb. If you say, but we knew nothing about this. Does not he who weighs the heart perceive it? So God's word not only anticipated that there would be this taking of human life, this slaughter. But that God's people would just kind of ignore it. We didn't know anything about this. We we, we didn't know. Verse 12 anticipates the reality that the murder of innocents is usually disguised or hidden in some way. It's labeled as health care or a right or in other centuries and other generations, it's kind of hidden and out of view when the slaughter of innocent human beings is going on. And the people of God sometimes just like, you know, I'm just going to kind of, I'm not a part of that. I don't support that. I'm just going to kind of... Keep going. But Proverbs 24 is here to say, uh, no, you can't just keep going. Because God perceives and sees what is in our hearts. Does not he who guards your life know it? Will he not repay each person according to what he's done? In other words, we are accountable for our stewardship when people are losing their lives. When babies in the womb are losing their lives and do not have the opportunity that you and I have had to life and liberty and the pursuit of happiness. 
The people of God are responsible to do what we can. That's what Sanctity of Human Life Sunday is about, is responding to texts like Proverbs 24. So when it says that God's going to repay us, don't get confused here. Salvation has always been by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. But somehow we are still accountable before God, and there's going to be some other kind of judgment and accountability and reckoning. We read about this in 2 Corinthians 5. This isn't about whether we go to heaven or enter the new heavens or new earth, but what kind of stewards we were with our time and resources. 2 Corinthians 5.10, For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive what is due him for the things done while in the body, whether good or bad, we're accountable. One day, we will sit before this judgment seat, what is referred to as the Bema judgment. We don't have time to go into that too much. One man, his name is Nicholas Wolterstorff, he writes this. He says, the prophets and the psalmist do not argue the case that alleviating the plight of the lowly, those in the womb, is our situation today. That alleviating the plight of the lowly is required by justice. They assume it. When they speak of God's justice, when they enjoin their hearers to practice justice, when they complain to God about the absence of justice, they take for granted that justice requires alleviating the plight of the lowly. They save their breath for urging their readers to actually practice justice to the quartet of the vulnerable, to the widow, to the orphan, to the immigrant, to the poor. We find that theme throughout the New Testament as well. So very quickly, I have direct application, and then we're going to have someone from Sierra Pregnancy and Health, uh, Becky, come up here in just a moment. So here are my very, very quick um, points. Number one, how do you respond to this? This is a lot. It's coming at you straight away. Pray that you, would, that you would give, pray that he would give you love and compassion for human beings in the womb, for their mothers, for their fathers. If you don't have that, pray that God would give you that. Number two, live and proclaim the gospel. All of this begins with the gospel. Sanctity of human life begins with the gospel spreading. I was in a conversation with someone this morning about how in certain states in these United States of America, there is a massive culture of life in the sanctity of human life. And there are states in our, in our nation, can you believe this? Not ours, regrettably, but there are states in our, in our nation when there is not one obstetrician in that state who will do an abortion because it's wrong. So obstetricians fly in from New York and California to certain states to do abortions in those states. But no one living in those states will do it. Why? Because the gospel has spread strongly in those states and there's a culture of life that human beings are made in the image of God. So it's culturally not acceptable in those states to do that. Number three, pray for and financially support those at our pregnancy centers. We're about to hear from them directly, one of them. Join those at our pregnancy centers. Perhaps the Lord would have you be involved in one of them. Number five, open your home to a mother with an unplanned pregnancy. Number six, bring the gospel themes of forgiveness and hope to a post-abortive mother or father. So many need to be reminded of the forgiveness that we have in Christ. We've already reminded of that earlier in the service. Categorically, it is true in every area of challenge, every area of sin, every area of rebellion, including this one. And number seven, adopt or promote adoption. We don't have a lot of uh, orphanages. 
uh, I was surprised even to see a few hands here. I, I don't know of any around. So, so this is how uh, we deal with this. Join those. Uh, so these are the two that related to our pregnancy center. So at this time, I'd like to invite Becky. Where are you at, Becky? To come on up here and join me. Becky was here last year. And she is from Sierra Pregnancy and Health in Roseville. And so uh, good to have you. Can we like clap or something? Just welcome her here today. Awesome. Thank so, you so, so much for having me. So if you, I think we're just going to do a little Q&A here. Sure, so sure. introduce yourself. Some uh, here don't know you or weren't here last year. Introduce yourself and uh, Sierra Pregnancy and Health and tell us where it is and its, and its ministry and what it does. Absolutely. So my name is Becky Hagen and I have been the outreach coordinator at Sierra Pregnancy and Health for about three and a half years now. And our mission really is to serve those that are in unplanned, perhaps uninsured um, or otherwise unsupported pregnancies. And we see anyone, we don't turn anyone away, but that's really who we're trying to reach. And we do that by providing um, a safe atmosphere and by also providing uh, practical, medical, spiritual, and even emotional services. So we do pregnancy testing, we do ultrasounds, we get a woman started on prenatal vitamins, uh, we do STI testing and treatment so that anybody who's in kind of risky behavior will come to us first and we'll be able to develop that relationship. We do parenting classes. We also teach labor and delivery classes. So that's kind of our practical support. We also give out essential baby items like diapers, wipes, clothing. Um, and then we also have a really big emotional support uh, service and it's called reproductive grief care. And it's for anyone who's had an abortion or even a miscarriage, or maybe they've struggled with infertility. All of these various types of reproductive loss, um, it's affected so many of us, even in the church. And so we have one-on-one -on -one free support for them as well. Excellent. So share with us maybe um, a recent praise or a recent need, uh, some way that, that um, something that's on the radar right now for you, whether it's in the recent past or something that you're looking forward to? Absolutely. So I have a couple of things. Um, we have been praying for years, it seems like, for some volunteer OBGYNs, and those are hard to come by. Um, and in late 2019, two came from us. They recently retired from Kaiser. They're uh, a Physicians' licenses are still active, and they're now serving weekly in our clinic, which means they can meet with our patients, perform our ultrasounds, and we can start to expand our services. Um, a current prayer request that we have is we are expanding in one area, and we're going to be adding um, abortion power reversal to our scope of services. And so what that means, in a very quick, brief overview, is that medication abortion is on the rise. Uh, California just passed some legislation to where all California college campuses will be offering medication abortion. It's done two parts via pills. It seems rather easy, but if a mother takes one of those pills while pregnant and changes her mind before taking that second set of medication, there's actually a window of time where we can come in and introduce a new regimen called abortion pill reversal and help to save her baby. That is so encouraging to hear. So we will pray for you in a moment for uh, you need some more obstetricians and you're going to be expanding. Yeah. And um, you didn't mention, just tell us where you're located Absolutely. and then you're going to be available during our brief break time and then you'll be available after the service. Okay, yeah. So we do need medical staff, but we also need lay people. We have patient advocates that meet with our, our girls. We, have, we will use your skills. If you want to volunteer to organize or help plan events, we will use you. You don't just have to be an OB. Uh, we are currently located in Roseville. However, 
we originated um, in 99 and our home base was here in Auburn. So we've moved a little bit of a ways uh, to Roseville where we became medically licensed, um, but we serve all of Placer County and beyond because we don't turn anyone away. Excellent. Well, I'd like the congregation to stand. We're going to take a moment and pray for you. Anything else that you'd want to share before uh, we pray for you? Gosh, I just really, again, want to say thank you so much. You know, I, even to you, Pastor, I grew up going to a church much like this small, uh, awesome, on fire for God, and we never talked about abortion. And because we never talked about abortion, I ended up in a place that I should have never been at, making a decision that I should have never made. Um, so I just thank you so much. Well, you're welcome, and maybe it's an appropriate time to say it's hard to do this. It's, so Eric and I, one of the other pastors in town, got together, and we were encouraging each other this week. Um, this is kind of a, a full frontal toward the enemy's territory when we do this, and so that we, we feel spiritual oppression leading up, pastors do, to this week. Um, but the Lord uh, is greater. He that is in us is greater than he that is in the world, so we don't need to be afraid to uh, talk about this and for us to serve and minister in whatever way. So, so let's take a couple moments and pray for you. And then at the end of this prayer, and for us, at the end of this prayer, then we're going to take a few minutes and, and greet one another. Let's, let's pray together. Father in heaven, uh, we're so thankful for your church. We thank, we're thankful that you give us courage and strength by your spirit. Lord, we especially thank you for outposts like Sierra Pregnancy and Health. Lord, we pray that your hand would be upon them. We pray for protection for the evil one. We pray for the needs that they have, including uh, another obstetrician or two, Lord. We pray that you would provide that. We thank you for those who are serving there. And Lord, I'm even thanking you for perhaps some that are here today that will end up serving there, whether it's cleaning the building or counseling or just being a part of that ministry in some way. I pray for the connections and conversations that will happen in just a moment and after this worship service. And we're thankful for how all of our churches who stand strongly on the word of God and the sanctity of human life, that we can collectively support places like Sierra Pregnancy and Health. And so we pray for not only them, but the other pregnancy centers in Grass Valley and around Sacramento and especially around our state, Lord. We pray for their strength and their protection and their thriving. And we pray this in Jesus' name and for the sake of his kingdom. Amen.